0: Chapter 26 of Miss Maitland, Private Secretary. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Holly Jensen. Miss Maitland, Private Secretary by Geraldine Bonner. Chapter 26 The Counterplot ferguson's knock on suzanne's door was promptly answered by the lady herself still in her hat and wrap she clutched at him as she had done when he came to her in her dark hour drawing him into the room and gasping her news he was in no mood to follow her ramblings and as soon as she spoke of a letter interrupted her with a brusque demand for it after he had mastered its contents he told her to phone at once to larkin that it was all right and while she delivered the message stood by studying the paper when she turned back to him he laid his hands on her shoulders and looked into her eyes the touch that once would have sent the blood burning to her cheeks called up no responsive thrill now this lets you out it's the end of your responsibility your part now is to be quiet and wait Tomorrow night you'll have bebita back just nail that up in your mind and keep your eyes on it back where will you bring her here it was so like her so indicative of a mental attitude invariably small and personal that he could have smiled i can't say but probably grasslands the end of the route laid down isn't so far from there shall i go back to grasslands he pondered a moment then decided it was wiser to trust nothing to her even so simple a matter as her withdrawal to the country no stay where you are there'd be a lot of questioning if you went bothersome hard to answer when we have her i'll let you know for the rest of this afternoon i'll be in town in my room here on the floor below if anything of moment should happen send for me but don't unless it's vital i'll be busy getting things ready be silent be grave be hopeful that's all you have to do now he left her going directly to his room on a lower floor of the hotel she felt numb and dazed wondering how she was to live through the next twenty-four hours her parents returned from their drive and close on their entrance came a communication from the whitney office saying the jewels had been found and mr and mrs janney were wanted downtown in the midst of their bustling excitement she sat mute following their movements with vacant eyes she saw them leave in agitated haste mr janney forgetful of her her mother throwing out phrases of comfort as she hurried to the door she was glad when they were gone and she could be still draw all her energies inward in the fight for endurance and courage his coat off the windows wide for such breaths of air as floated across the heated roofs ferguson paced back and forth with a long even stride his uncertainty was ended the tension relaxed he stood face to face with the event and measured it his assurances to suzanne that he would make no attempt to apprehend the kidnappers had been sops thrown to pacify her terror he had no more intention of a supine acquiescence than mrs janney would have had beyond the clearing of esther stood out the man's desire to bring to justice the perpetrators of a foul and dastardly deed now with their cards laid on the table it rose higher burned into a steady hot blaze of rage and resolution but between his desire and its fulfillment stretched a maze of difficulties he saw at once what larkin had seen that their plan was as nearly impregnable as such a plan could be though he knew every mile of the country they had selected he knew that the chances of waylaying or flanking them were ten to one against him numerous roads north and south led from the crescent pike some to the shore drive along the sound some inland crossing the various highways that threaded the center of the island any one of these might be chosen as the road down which their car would turn and any one of them winding through the woods and lonely tracts of country would offer avenues of escape he thought of stationing men along the designated route but it would take an army impossible to gather at such short notice and impossible to place without his opponents cognizance hundreds of men could not be picketed along a ten-mile stretch of highway without those who were the authors of so daring a scheme being aware they would be on the watch no move of such magnitude could be hidden from them it would be the same if he called in the police they would know it and what could the police do that he could not do more secretly more efficiently a following car was also out of the question there was no reason to suppose that they would not have several cars of their own passing and repassing him making sure that he was unescorted the threats of injury to the child he had set down as efforts to reduce suzanne to a paralyzed silence but if they saw an attempt was on foot to trap them they might not show up at all go as they had come unknown and unsighted their car lost among the procession of motors that passed along the crescent pike then taken fright they might not dare another effort might drop out of sight with their hostage unredeemed a chill crept over the young man he had a dread vision of the old people's despair of suzanne distraught crazed perhaps it behooved him to run no risks to make sure of the child was his first duty to strike at her abductors his second the course he finally decided on was the only one that made babita's restoration certain and offered a possibility of routing his opponents at the hour named he would place on the road six motors driven by his own chauffeurs and garage men and entering the turnpike at intervals of ten minutes three would start from its eastern end meeting him en route three from its western strung out behind him now and then speeding up overhauling him and passing on of a summer saturday night the crescent pike was full of vehicles and the six merged in the shifting stream would suggest no connection with him or his mission where his hope of success lay was that one of these satellites to whom the character and marking of his roadster would be visible at some distance might be within sight when he was signaled and see him turn into the branch road its business would be to wait until another of the fleet came up pass the word and the two follow on his tracks this halt would give the kidnappers time to complete the transaction get the money give up the child and bind him if they were interrupted the situation would be too perilous to permit of delay he had thought of an attack on the child and if they had finished and gone the rescuing cars could fly in pursuit he was far from satisfied with it it was very different from the schemes he had had in his head before he measured his resourcefulness against theirs he dropped into a chair sunk in moody contemplation of its deficiencies the men he had to rely on were not the right kind, loyal and willing enough, but without the boldness and initiative necessary to such an enterprise. He wanted a lieutenant, someone he could look to for quick independent action if the affair took an unexpected turn. You couldn't tell how it might develop. And he, pledged to his ungrateful role, would be powerless to meet new demands, might not know they had arisen he was roused by a knock on the door it surprised him for his presence in the city was unknown except to his own household and the janney family then he thought of suzanne coming down to him to pour out her fears and his come in was harsh and unwelcoming in answer to it the door opened and chapman price entered ferguson rose looking at his visitor startled and silent his surprise was caused by the man's appearance by a fierce disturbance in the handsome face pale under its swarthy tan by the eyes agate black and gleaming in a bovine glare he had seen chapman angry but never just like this and from a state keyed to anticipate any new shock from any direction said what's happened now price had closed the door and backing up leaned against it his answer came hoarse and broken i've been to those hounds the whitneys it illuminated the ignorance of his listener who was readjusting his mind for a reply when the other burst into a storm of invective against the lawyers and the jannies it broke like a released torrent sentences stumbling on one another curses mingled with wild accusations its cause revealed in a final cry of stolen my child kidnapped gone through ferguson's head full of weightier matters flashed a vision of chapman raging at the whitneys and a wonder as to what effect his rage had had kicking a chair forward he spoke with a dry quietness that's all right you needn't bother to go over it pull yourself together and sit down but he might as well have counseled self-control to an angry lion the man still standing against the door jerked out i can get nothing from any of them they know nothing they've let all this time pass following me suspecting me i don't know why i didn't kill them probably because you've sense enough left not to complicate what's complicated enough already what brought you here he seemed unable to answer any direct question staring with dilated eyes his thoughts fastened on the subject of his pain. Spent a week. Lost a week. Good God, Dick, they ought to be held responsible. Where is she? Not one of them knows. Not an effort made. She's gone. Lost. Been stolen. Spirited away. While they've been sitting in their office, turning their damn detectives loose on me. Look here, Chapman. I'm not saying you're not right but the milk's spilled and it's no good trying to pick it up if you'll sit down and listen to me price cut him off leaving his post by the door to begin a distracted striding about the room i couldn't stand it when i'd got it through me i left then i tried to get a hold of suzanne telephoned her here somewhere in this place she's half crazy i think i don't wonder she's fonder of bbita than anything in the world she wouldn't see me crying and moaning out that she couldn't that she couldn't bear any more and when i begged i thought that she and i might arrange some combined effort that whatever we had been we were partners now in this she told me to come to you that you could tell me more that you could help he swerved round on ferguson the hard passion of his glance softened to a despairing urgency for god's sake do i'm penniless i know almost nothing except that i've got to act now at once before any more time is lost give me a hand help me to find her ferguson's voice had an element of endurance in its level tones that's just what i want to do and if you'll stop talking and let me explain you'll see i'm on the way to do it but it's not my help that you want it's the other way round i want yours it was almost dark and ferguson turned on the lights under their thin white radiance the two men sat drawn close to the open window and ferguson told his story the other listened the storm of his anger gone his dark face growing keen and hard as he heard the plan unfolded an hour later they parted price to go to council oaks and lie low there until the following night when he would command the fleet of motors in the chase along the crescent turnpike End of chapter twenty six recording by holly jensen